Welcome to the podcast where Beast Mode meets Manifesting Goddess. If you're ready to become the energetic match for all of your desires and start achieving from a place of joy and expansion, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kayla Van Egdom, a health and energy coach, unicorn lover, and Amazon best-selling author. Crushing your goals can feel like self-care, and together we are going to slay and thrive. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Slay and Thrive podcast. I am your host, Kayla Van Egdom, and I want to wish you a happy May. This is actually one of my favorite months of the entire year. It's not too hot, not too cold, and it's also my birthday month. I hope that you all have an incredible month and that these episodes make the month just a little bit better. I also hope you've been enjoying all the amazing guests that we've had over the past few weeks. We are still running our special Catalyst Diaries series on Saturdays, in addition to our regularly scheduled Wednesday show. We also had another great guest last Wednesday, which was such a treat for me. Really enjoyed talking to him along with all of my Saturday guests. And now I am back with a solo episode on something that I believe is wildly important and life-changing regardless of the goals you're chasing after. We're going to be talking about the one thing that trumps motivation every single time. When you have this, motivation is not required. And honestly, when you have this one thing, you're also naturally motivated as a byproduct of having this particular thing. I know you are just dying to find out what this one thing is, but I'm going to keep you in suspense for just a bit longer while we talk about some of the common pitfalls of motivation itself. The biggest reason that relying too much on motivation is that it's fleeting and temporary. In fact, any emotion you feel is going to be fleeting and temporary. Any state we have is going to fade because we're meant to experience this full range of emotions and flow in and out of them. So what happens when we only do the work when we're motivated or happy or peaceful? We're going to end up being inconsistent. And then when we notice how inconsistent we are, that's very demotivating. Even the most high-energy, positive, hyped-up person isn't going to be motivated all the time. Even Little Miss Energizer Bunny over here has plenty of moments where I am so unmotivated and frustrated and even apathetic about my own goals. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong. This is a normal part of being human. We are all going to experience fatigue, whether that fatigue is physical, mental, or emotional. We're going to have unexpected life events happen that stress us out. 
We are going to experience that full range of emotions. Anger, sadness, fear, hopelessness, impatient. Any number of these things are going to deplete our motivation. So what can we pursue or prioritize instead of motivation that will make all the difference? Momentum. That is the thing. Suspense is gone. The definition we're going to use for this podcast is the second one in the dictionary, which is a property of a moving body that determines the length of time required to bring it to rest when it is under the action of a constant force or movement. This is going to trump motivation every time for a few reasons. And I want you to start to think about examples in your own life where you felt like you were on fire, unstoppable, a force of nature. Chances are you were in a period of days or weeks where you were consistent with the habits and practices that made you feel your best and accelerated your results. Maybe you also felt motivated at the same time, but I'm going to guess that you felt motivated because you had momentum on your side. You'd gotten past the point of change where it feels jarring and uncomfortable. Now, you were starting to feel like these habits and practices were getting easier and more natural. You felt so good about yourself and your progress as a result. The better you felt, the easier it was to keep the momentum going. Then, the more it became almost second nature. The more second nature it felt, the more momentum you gained. The more momentum you gained, the more incredible and powerful you felt. This is literally one of the best kinds of upward spirals in existence. And it's available to each and every one of us. With momentum, we gain self-confidence and self-trust over time. We also fall in love with the journey because it feels so good to have a giant burst of momentum pushing you forwards. Slay and thrive for the win. I was actually inspired to create this episode after a conversation I had with a friend of mine who has been struggling a bit and, in their opinion, not mine, not living up to their potential. They're thinking back to these other periods in life where they were more consistent, where they were getting better results. They claim they don't currently have the motivation they once did. I personally don't think it's so much a motivation issue as it is a momentum issue. I saw the momentum this friend had on their side during the period they were talking about. They had gone weeks, it could have even been months, of eating well and exercising on a very regular basis. So I know they can get back to this place with enough momentum built up. Therein lies the problem for so many of us, myself included. We have these periods of momentum where we're doing amazing. Then we check out for a day or two. We let things slide. We go back to our old ways. 
Then we have to do the work of creating momentum all over again. And this is the one catch about momentum. It's something we have to earn. And honestly, 90% of the time, it feels crappy and uncomfortable when we're first trying to build it again. There's a few reasons for this. One, we're now working against the law of inertia instead of with it. So this is about as scientifically in the realm of physics I get, but the law of inertia says that a body at rest will stay at rest until a force is acted upon it. A body in motion will stay in motion unless a force is acted upon it. When we lose momentum, we're now at rest. Now we have to exert a force to get momentum going again. That takes effort. That takes focus and willpower and discomfort in those initial few days. We probably also feel some resistance about recreating this momentum because it feels like we're still doing the same work over again. Didn't we already start? Why didn't we just keep going? There's some serious frustration and resentment that can get tangled up in our momentum building efforts here. Little side note, if you do really hate that feeling of having to restart your momentum or do things over again, next week's podcast episode is for you. So back to this idea. I really love the analogy that Abraham Hicks has about a car at the top of a hill when I think about this idea of momentum. It's going to take strength and will to push that car at first. It's going to be a struggle. But if you stick with it and exert enough force and push that car long enough and get those wheels rolling, you're going to get it going down that hill. And then it's going to pick up speed. When it gets near the bottom of the hill after it's picked up all of this speed, thanks to the magic of momentum, you are not going to want to put yourself in front of that car when it's going full speed ahead. So, how can we really harness the full power of momentum so that we don't even care whether or not we're motivated? There's a few things I want to cover here. The first is you want to get specific about what momentum looks like for you. This is going to depend on your goals. What are the weekly or daily tasks that keep your momentum going? What are those things that give you the biggest payoff? If you're working on your mental health, for example, it might be meditating or journaling daily. If you're trying to improve your physical health, maybe you decide you're going to move your body every day, no matter what, even if it's just a five-minute walk. You want to get clear about the most important things that keep the momentum going for you. Maybe it's a morning or evening routine. Maybe you're writing a book and you commit to sitting down and doing some writing every day, even for as little as 5, 10, 15 minutes, whatever you think you can keep doing. You want to pick out things that are both impactful and then make them non-negotiable. Once you know what your momentum building items are, you want to break them down into some kind of a minimum baseline. It's going to be better to do this minimum baseline daily or regularly 
then it will be to do some wild version of the action inconsistently. Some examples. If you know you want to start a morning routine, maybe you create a super simple, bare bones routine to start with. You want this to be something you can honestly say that you are 80 to 90% certain that you can do every single day, even on your worst days. There might still be some uncertainty or challenge in the goal. Doesn't have to be 100%. And that's okay because if this was something you 100% knew you could do every day, then you probably wouldn't need to build momentum into it anymore. You probably have those 100% things where you've already created momentum. Okay, you now have your key actions. You have your minimum, minimum baseline. Now you are going to fiercely guard that momentum. You are going to treat it like your precious little child and you are going to protect it at all costs. You are going to go into beast mode when it comes to keeping this momentum going. When these tasks or actions feel hard, remind yourself that they're going to feel even harder later if you don't do the work of creating momentum in them right now. Remind yourself of how important it is for this momentum to do these things even when you don't feel like it. It can also be helpful here to pinpoint the bad guys that get in the way of you building momentum as well. And this whole concept of bad guys actually comes from the book Super Better by Jane McGonigal. So I would recommend checking out that book if you just want to level up your goals and success and all that good stuff. So these bad guys for you might be fatigue. They might be stress. They might be busy days where you don't have a lot of downtime. What has gotten in the way of you being consistent and having momentum in these areas up to this point? Once you've figured out your bad guys, you can create a contingency or battle plan for them. What are you going to do the next time you're tired and don't want to go for that walk you promised yourself you'd do? Are you going to put on an inspiring, upbeat playlist and just keep telling yourself that you just have to do five minutes and that you have five minutes every day, even on your worst day? We are all going to have obstacles that threaten our progress and momentum. Instead of ignoring them or imagining a stretch of 60 to 90 days where everything goes according to plan, which, let's be fair, never happens, what if we created a plan in advance for responding to these things and then we had this plan to refer to when we needed it most? Another great strategy that I've been using for the last little while is creating a routine around the place I want to build momentum in. I have a checklist that I write out every week for my weeknight evenings. It is the exact same. I check off the boxes every weeknight evening. This has been so helpful for building more momentum into this area for me. I also have this other really cool bonus strategy that the fiery type A beast in me just loves. It's the practice of being my best when I'm at my worst. I did not make this up. This comes from a course I took back in 2019 called The Habit of Ferocity, 
and it stuck with me ever since. It's exactly like it sounds. You decide to show up as your best self, going the extra mile, when you're tired and drained and stressed. This is not something you'd want to do all the time because it's important to rest and focus more on maintaining that minimum minimum baseline before anything else. And also, there's something about doing the longer, harder version of a habit and going harder during a time when you're tired and typically struggle that just really reinforces your own personal power and your own inner resolve to do hard things. My own example of this happens with my evening routine. Like I said, I have my set checklist that I do on weeknight evenings that I believe I can do no matter how tired I am. The whole process I've created takes about 30 minutes from start to finish. Then I'm on to reading my (laughs) guilty pleasure vampire books until it's time for bed. However, usually a couple times a month, it's usually on a Tuesday for me because that tends to be my lowest energy day for whatever reason, I actually push this routine a little bit harder. So I either make the habits I'm doing longer or I do something extra. Maybe that extra thing is a journal session or some yoga or a longer meditation. Something to push those edges. Something that's a bit more than what I'd normally do. And by doing this when I feel my worst, it makes it easier to do the baseline or better at any other time of the week. So that's my other hack for success I wanted to share with you, but definitely use it sparingly for best results. And maybe you don't even start to implement that until you have like two to three weeks of momentum under your belt. You want to avoid pushing yourself so often that you end up losing momentum altogether. That is not the goal of being your best when you're at your worst. We want to, above all else, keep that momentum going. And oftentimes that's just going to look like your minimum baseline. Now, what are we going to do when we miss a day or miss a habit. So I have two strategies I use for myself that work extremely well. I know that perfection is not a thing and there will be certain days where I act in ways that are out of alignment. The two things I do that help me bounce back immediately are one, never skipping twice and prioritizing the day after perfect. The first one, Never Skipping Twice, comes from James Clear's book, Atomic Habits. So if I miss a day, I know how important that next day is. So the second part, when I miss a day, I remind myself that the day after perfect, as John Acuff calls it, is the most important day. Because it isn't the one day we skip that kills all momentum. It's when we go into a shame spiral and figure, oh, I have to restart anyway, so let's restart next week. And one day becomes two or three or a week. To regain momentum after you've lost an entire week is seven times harder, at least, than trying to regain it after just missing one day. The other thing, when you win the day after perfect... When you get right back to doing the things that are getting you results and making you progress, you better make sure you celebrate the heck out of yourself for it. Throw yourself a dance party. Text a friend sharing your victory. 
buy yourself a new book or some shoes to celebrate. Whatever you need to do to validate your commitment to keeping that momentum going. If you continue to make momentum your priority and refuse to skip twice, you might find you can initially go a week or two without skipping. And then you get right back on track the day after perfect. Then maybe you go 10 or 12 days next time. The gaps between misses get wider and wider until they become a total anomaly that you barely notice because it's just so natural to get right back at it. I want you to imagine for a moment, you know what actions or strategies are driving results. And now you've committed to building momentum in them. You get to the point where you've done them every single day for 60 days straight. Imagine how different your life would be. Imagine how much easier progress would feel. Imagine how proud of yourself you'd be. Imagine how much confidence and trust you'd have. This is the power and magic of momentum. You have this and you'll either have all the motivation you could ever need or you won't even be thinking about motivation because you've created an identity around these practices. And that is today's episode. I wish you so much luck building even more momentum into your journey and we will talk to you again very soon. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you're loving this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd subscribe, leave a rating and review of this podcast wherever you listen, and maybe even share this episode with a friend or two. And if you want bonus live trainings, challenges, a monthly book club, and a community of other amazing people looking to slay and thrive daily, I would love for you to join our free Facebook community, the Unicorn Thunder Playground. Hope to see you inside.